When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. WMDJ Radio presents Chris Jansen live in concert. Friday, February 9th, 7.30 at the Mountain Arts Center, Prestonsburg. Chris Jansen. Tickets start at $50 and on sale now at the People's Bank box office. Call 1-888-MAC-ARTS or at MacArts.com. Chris Jansen at the Mac, February 9th. You want the value, you want the savings, all the selection that you're looking for. We got the service, we treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. Patriot RV of Preston is your RV headquarters and more. In fact, we are authorized dealer for Club Car Golf Carts. Club Car is America's premier line of golf carts, and you'll find a huge selection in all styles and colors. There's 0% financing available for 48 months for qualified buyers. Patriot RV, US 23 in Prestonsburg. When you need signs, banners, business cards, decals, and promotional items, you need to call Jaded Rain Printing and Graphics. Need to promote your business? Jaded Rain can stick your business logo on just about anything. Yard signs, large signs, metal and outdoor signs, window perf. Jaded Rain even does covered vehicle wraps, converting your work truck or car into a rolling billboard. If you need to stand out, you need Jaded Rain Printing and Graphics. Call 371-3153 or find Jaded Rain on Facebook. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. I tell him where the uh, red buttons are, and he's guarding them with his hands over here. You know, I mean, I'll be trying to mute you. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's that far along. He, he's yet. made that his mission now. Well, listen, we we've all bonded, maybe were maybe better than ever after climbing the mountain to call a football game last Friday. <laughs> Just saying. Welcome into the Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight. Brought your way by. Howard Family Pharmacy, the Mountain Arts Center, Patriot RV, Jaded Rain, Printing and Graphics. I'm Jamie Johnson, joined by Josh McKinney on the far end. How are you, sir? I'm good. Can you hear me? I, yeah, and you're okay. Killing. Now, now you're too hot. Yeah, now you're like, <laughs> too hot. You know, turn your mic. Down. Should have thought of this before we started. <laughs> well, he's gonna. He can't lean into the uh, stand because it's. What was it? Is it hurting your back? Well, it's just inconvenient. This is a lot more. I'm all about convenience. The the youngest person on the panel is hurting his back. Woo hoo Byron Hall is in the house tonight. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Feeling all right. Feeling all right. He's got uh, his uh, Tennessee mountain home on his mind. He's been trying to find a cheap hotel. Well, you know, there, there's no such thing. <laughs> no, it's October. Well, I know that. <laughs> You know, know and they know that everybody from Kentucky is coming their way. Exactly. Because it's fall break. I mean, I bet they subscribe to school systems, calendars, <laughs> and Facebook pages up here so they can prepare. It's not a bad. The, it's not a bad idea. No, if they no. Don't. I, I think. I think. <laughs> yeah. it, I think as soon as the calendar hits October, they just say it's peak season until like 
November, December. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's insanity. The people, and we've all done it, me included. I did it last year. Go down to the Hibbilly Holy Land, the Pigeon <laughs> Forge. And hang out there in October. Like, let's go. That's a great idea. Nobody else is going, you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The ratings are up tonight because Jeremy (laughs) Hall is out of sequestered. uh, Where were you last week? You You were sequestered somewhere. You couldn't be here. You were only on the phone last week. And now you're back from out from the bunker and back in the building tonight. Good to have you in in the house tonight, sir. I'm glad to be back. I was in Lexington at a training, you know. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's what they about him, but yeah. <laughs> He's in training tonight. You know, trying to. Last week, yeah. Improve my, you know, paying job. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, because. We don't do this for the money. This is just for the fun. So there you go. Speaking of fun, got a note already in the comments tonight from uh, Nikki Gearhart. A shout out, if we were going to do this, a shout out to the C Team Football Jaguars. They are the Floyd County champs tonight. Congratulations to those little Jags tonight. And a big thanks to Floyd Central High School football team for being there and cheering them on. And, you know, that's what I was going to talk about. I was talking to a, um, a grandparent yesterday, actually, of um, one of the players on the uh, Little Jags team, on the C team, and they were excited because they were going to, that, that Coach Hager in the high school was going to let them run out of that big football inflatable <laughs> tunnel and have the smoke. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you? You know, but apparently it hasn't happened before. But now they're going to do it on championship night. That's a great way to fire yourself up, fire your team up. And then I saw a video that Derek uh, Little had shared, one of the assistant coaches of the tunnel line, and all those little jags are running through <laughs> with the smoke, and it's like they're it's like it's like Ohio State hitting the field, you know, at Ohio Stadium. It's 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 bedlam. They're like, bah! you know, they're all coming out. They're all ferocious. They're all ready to go. That is fantastic. And what was even better was seeing Coach Hager, seeing Jacob Johnson, seeing players from the high school team in line through the tunnel, putting out the gland hand for all those little kids. That's the stuff that it takes to build a football program. I, I, it's, it's on its way. And they won tonight. And, yeah. And, and I don't think – I mean, maybe the players do, but it, I don't know if, if, if high school athletes in any sport – Realize the impact they have on little kids. No, oh God. I, mean, I, I, know, I know. I'm sure Byron's kids are the same. You know, I know I've seen Miley Rose and Larry Bethel. You know, little cheerleaders at Allen Central Games. You know, my two boys. You know, they they look. I mean, those they're heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they look up. I mean, they, they Cash is you know Blake Adams in the backyard and BJ Peterson. You know, they. I mean, he he's yeah. he's number five throwing the quarter throwing the football around. I mean, they and be able to do what those high school kids do and run through the tunnel like that. That, I mean, those kids are cloud nine. That's the I mean, yeah. game result didn't matter to them. I'm sure at that point. But and they, that was they, they beat Betsy Lane tonight. Was that right? I think that was their opponent tonight. Somebody can clarify that. I think it was Betsy Lane. They were trying to beat them for the third straight time, and the only mm. two losses that they had had uh, on the year uh, was against Paintsville. They beaten everybody else. That's that's impressive. It's fantastic for Floyd Central's uh, C team. Yes, thank you, Derek. It was uh, Betsy Lane tonight. 
But that's that's what you got to have. You got to yes. have from the top, and that's the top to the bottom. And I think we've all been there. I, I remember going to basketball games and uh, watching players who were seniors and juniors at Will Wright and going, "Man, they're awesome," you know, <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. I can remember, um, and you all know his name, but uh, Harold Boo Johnson. Let me tell you, he played for Will Wright. He led the county in scoring. And every time he scored, the PA would go, boo, Johnson. And everybody in the building's going, boo, you know. I mean, it was just like fantastic every time he scored, you know. And, and when you're a little kid, you eat that up because it's right there in your town. This is your school. And that's I just love seeing that. And uh, that's fantastic. Six nothing that win for Floyd Central over Betsy Lane. That's the first of many championships i heard somebody say today man there's so many championships we're going to play a championship for paper rock scissors in this county but hey that's part it's it's, it's the season you know it's where it starts yeah it's where yeah. it starts that's right it's where it starts and how about this too i like having um is the, and this i know it's not the first time but it was finally like committed early that you were putting all the schools together and now you see the, the, the fruits of the labor behind that. Uh, instead of waiting to two days before the season or something and saying, well, this school doesn't have enough kids, and this bunch don't want to go, and this week we can't, you can't build a program with division. Mm-hmm. And I think finally somebody, somebody finally got a hold of this, and what I was told was it took a lot of parents. It took parents this yeah. year. And this is, I'm talking about the, 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 the A team. Uh, in particular, it took parents to say, "Listen, this year, this is not how this is how it's going to happen. We're not going to start practice, and then a week or two later, well, we're going to practice for everybody. And then you're messing everybody up, and then you're trying to bring everybody together, and it just doesn't work that way. And I'm not going to go on. We've we've beat that horse before, <laughs> but this should just show you how it goes. How what can happen when you just bring everybody together? Football is different, and it's a good thing." To come together, you got to treat it differently, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's not basketball and it's not baseball. It's very much different. And uh, I, you, you know me, I've said it uh, a million times in the last six or seven years. Um, why not set that stuff up like Johnson County? Um, you know, some years they would have a, they had enough boys, they had a, a gold team and a black team, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, a team, yeah. seventh and eighth graders. And, it seemed to work for them. Um, they've only, you know, have what, a state championship or something there one time. So, I mean, why not? I mean, the more you can get out and the more reps kids can get and, and just, yeah. Yeah, that, that that was a no-brainer, I thought. Burke said on here, hey, Burke, how you doing, buddy? Uh, going to a Prestonburg basketball game as a kid, it was like watching NBA players in his mind. And that's true. It was. He's right. You saw those bigger kids, and and then you would read about them in the paper. Remember that? You see this thing called the newspaper. And uh, <laughs> got my copy in the mail today. I, well, okay, you're still one of those. <laughs> really? And, and yeah. uh, you know, but you would see the pictures, and you would read the cutout. I mean, I was one of these people. I was one of these kids that I, I wanted to read Ed Taylor's comments every oh, week. Oh yeah. Yep. In the Floyd County Times. I mean, Ed Taylor. I hung on every word that man wrote <laughs> because I didn't get to see every game. But I was really interested in it, and I would just make sure I had a paper to read what he had to say. Because back then they used to do these things called opinion columns. Oh, you know, I mean, now it's Facebook. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now there's people on Facebook that may not be qualified to speak uh, that put that stuff out there. But uh, anyway, I don't know there. See, why do you do that to me? You make me want to go I mean, like negative. Hey, I want to be happy tonight. If you're, you're going to prop open the door, I'm going to bust it open. Well, hey, I, I understand. <laughs> we don't make you go negative. Well, I'm trying not to, you know. I just, I just, I just said two words, all I said. But, you know, I mean, I like – he would make the predictions right, of the games, yeah, yeah. especially football. And they would have, like, the stats of everybody in the county and how they stacked up. And, and then there would be this thing about where every program's at and who they're going to beat and who couldn't beat and that kind of thing. I love that stuff. It was just it's, – it's, it was fantastic. And uh, it's just good to have that back in here. Now, also tonight, I see another comment real quick. Larry Begley says, Jeremy was with Mr. Belding cheering on Bayside as they prepared for Valley. Is that where you were last week? <laughs> I might have seen Mr. Belding. I will say, I think, you, I think you and Mr. Bailey may have seen each other at said conference. Am I correct? Would that be a good assumption? No. He wasn't uh, at the training? I, I read, he was not at the training. Um, I may have seen, seen him at a said Rafferty's. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I may have seen uh, him and Mrs. Belding at Rafferty's. And Rafferty's. Had some good food, and I appreciate it. I'm coming back in two weeks. Hey. Uh, well, apparently I saw him at the U.K. game. Yeah. Uh, pictures of him at the U.K. game. I, I need to go because I can take myself a picture at U.K. games. I haven't done that yet. Boy, he was showing uh, – what Mr. Belding can kind of tickets he can get? Can yeah, how about you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, listen here. I know you're down there in that big bourbon country uh, territory. Surely you could send some tickets up here to your old friends and say, "Hey, we got a whole box up here. You guys can come hang out in." I mean, you think he doesn't have connections? I don't know. He got some connections somewhere. Yeah, get a box wall. Come down, watch a football game. I'm, shoot. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We got a lot to get to tonight, and uh, we're actually going to kind of. Not spend so much time on high school football just because we've had some off weeks for some teams. We have off weeks this week for two of our county teams. So we're going to spend some time on high school football, but we're also going to dive into something we like to call two-minute topics tonight. We have a sort of topics that I will throw out there. I will set a timer, and you guys just go on about it. We'll have a reaction for two minutes. When that's up, we'll be trying to, we'll try to wrap it up and go on to another topic because there's been a lot going on that maybe our audience is interested in. you got postseason baseball. Don't don't turn it off yet. Um, <laughs> the Reds wrapped up. <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought was funny. I was somewhere this week, and I heard somebody say, you know, how's the Reds doing? I'm thinking, season's been over for two days. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm quiet. You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just overhearing other people talk. And they said, well, they got beat. Oh, man, well, shucks. And they just moved on. And I'm going, how, why is it people could just move on like that? You know? <laughs> well, I mean, because they're not nearly he, well, as if, if he didn't know the season had been over for two days, then he's probably moving on pretty easy. Yeah, he's moving on pretty <laughs> Like Byron's going to say, they, they're not as invested yeah. as we are in how the Reds finished. So we're going to talk some of that tonight. Uh, also, some UK football. Obviously, when, when the Cats are 5 and 0, oh, it's a big deal. It hasn't happened a whole lot. And now we understand there is a new highest-paid public employee in the state of Kentucky, and I want your all's reaction to that today. Okay, I heard that. Oh, you haven't heard that? Okay, I, great. I, I know who it is. Well, don't say nothing. 
And then also the UK <laughs> Indiana series is back. What does it mean? We'll talk about that too. Uh, there is one uh, particular statewide media person that really says it's not a big deal. I would be very contrary <clears throat> to that fact. So we'll get to all those topics, and we'll also talk some high school football. When we come back, it's the Sound Off on Sports podcast, brought your way by the Mountain Arts Center, Howard Family Pharmacy, Jaded Rain, Printing and Graphics, and Patriot RV. When you need signs, banners, business cards, decals, and promotional items, you need to call Jaded Rain Printing and Graphics. Need to promote your business? Jaded Rain can stick your business logo on just about anything. Yard signs, large signs, metal and outdoor signs, window perf. Jaded Rain even does covered vehicle wraps, converting your work truck or car into a rolling billboard. If you need to stand out, you need Jaded Rain Printing and Graphics. Call 371-3153 or find Jaded Rain on Facebook. You want the value, you want the savings, on the selection that you're looking for. We got the service, we treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll save much more. Patriot RV of Prestonsburg is your RV headquarters and more. In fact, we are authorized dealer for Club Car Golf Carts. Club Car is America's premier line of golf carts, and you'll find a huge selection in all styles and colors. There's 0% financing available for 48 months for qualified buyers. Patriot RV, US 23 in Prestonsburg. Back on the Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight. Wednesday, midweek football fix. Let's talk football, all right? High school football, games, from last week, the game that we saw on, we were calling it the Grassy Knoll. Uh, no, no grass inside. I didn't see much grass. We, uh, yeah, I was going to say, there was no grass there. We, we were in a no. mud hole where we were at. Yeah, at least it didn't rain and really make it muddy. If it had rained, we wouldn't have made it up there. Nope. Nope. Yeah, people ask me, did y'all get any chickers up there? Bug bites, ticks? Bug you bites. Know, I'm like. I got some bug bites. Yeah. Not as bad as I thought, but I, I I got some scars. Yeah. That was that was different. I mean, that was <laughs> And I was, I was telling I think uh BJ's mom I, in a Facebook reply I said I've had some weird things happen to me at Knott County in 20 plus years of sports broadcasting. Uh went over there when remember South Floyd was in the YMT. Yeah. And they won the YMT tournament. Mhm. We went over and did the radio for it. And we weren't allowed to sit down uh, near courtside. You know, they had these, these, this area there, yeah. obviously, if you've been there, for press tables. Well, we weren't allowed to sit there because that's where YMT was sitting at, and that's where uh, uh, Randy Thompson Station was sitting at. And there's any room for you all. It's our <laughs> first year doing it, too. So there was absolutely zero respect for Tommy and myself walking in to do a basketball game, okay? So... Also, we really didn't have enough phone signal in the building. Shocker at that time. But now I had a bag phone. Seems at the like it's been a consistent problem. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, at the time, we were one of the first bunches that were using like back, Appalachian wireless phones to broadcast from. Yeah. Usually everybody had a phone line installed. So I had the idea of using a cell phone. And that's how we did it because we didn't have to pay anything for it. I <laughs> mean, because you pay for installing phone lines, yep. that gets a little pricey. Back in the day. So we ended up sitting at the top of that uh, Morton Combs Athletic Complex, and we found a makeshift school desk <laughs> to put equipment on. A and makeshift ha- school yeah. desk. And we actually put, like, you remember the antenna was like like you would stick on top of a car. Back yeah, then, you, antenna, pull you pull it apart. Pull it apart. It's on a wire. And yep. So we had it stretched out trying to find signal. 
And we ended up putting it on a trash can because it was getting like four bars. It was the best. It was the best place we could find anything, and we what sat you there do. and we got through it. I don't really know how good it sounded. I don't remember, but people said they heard it, so we did it. That was an odd thing. And then football the other night, uh, walking up there in the mud for a thirty-six twenty win. Let me tell you something. If they hadn't won, I wouldn't have done another game with theirs all year. <laughs> wow! Have. I don't think I would have. If we went over there for all that, we drove over there. We pulled up. Uh, Byron's with me. We pulled up. I got out of the truck, and Byron says, Jamie, that's a long way to walk with all this stuff. I said, you reckon we could drive up there on that field? What'd you say? I said, all you can do is tell us no. Better ask for forgiveness than permission. Well, we didn't see any parents. There were plenty of, not, not any teachers. We saw parents with no teachers. Yeah. So we just drove up the hill, up to the field. Nobody said a word. Drove around. <laughs> and then we see this big truck up there, the big flatbed truck. And um, asked the dude up there, hey, we get in that truck? No, no, liability <laughs> issues. Y'all can't get up here in this truck. I said, fine then. <laughs> so we climbed up the hill. We set our stuff up. We parked over there in the other end zone and thought, well, all they can do is tell us no. They didn't care. We parked over there anyway. And we're walking back. And I said, Byron, do you think they just said Let's just shoot. Let's just shoot this mountain off and put up a football field up here. <laughs> These kids deserve a football program. You think that's what happened? And yeah, we, somebody said that. Didn't yeah, and then we <laughs> talked to somebody, and they said, "You know what happened in '84? They just chopped the hill off and put a field here." And I went, "Byron, didn't I just say that like 20 minutes ago?" I mean, that was literally the conversation. That was literally the conversation we had just had because we're walking from one end to the other, and I'm like, "This is just." It's just like they just shot the mountain off and made a field there. For, <laughs> and it's on rock. I can't believe how hard it was. And, but they're going to get a new turf field. They're going to get new bleachers. It's odd we that hope. they – well, I hope they do too. I mean, they've done tore it down. Um, somebody told me later, I uh, said, listen, they don't care about football over there. And this was somebody from there. So they just need to turn, stop the program completely. I said, I don't see why they've spent all this money. They, they said they had this field. They said they had these bleachers. And then the person said, I heard they really ain't got that money. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. Wow. I have no idea. But uh, good luck. I hope in two years they have the new field and they have the bleachers by the yeah. time we go back over there. Well, at least bleachers. Yeah, at least bleachers. That was, that was rough. And then having people sit along the walking track, you knew that was going to be a disaster. And it was, and it was. And it was. It's just, it's just stuff that shouldn't be happening. So, talk but, about liability issues. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about liability? Oh, and run into that big truck. I, I can't imagine thinking that that's a good idea too. Let's just park this big flatbed truck ten feet from the playing field. Ten, yeah, right off the playing surface where a kid can run into it. I mean, let's just do that. That's a great idea. I don't know, but everybody, everybody made it, so that, that's good and a good win. Uh, 36-20 over non-county central. Martin County, a 44-0 spanking of Prestonsburg. We'll get to that in a minute. Belfry, 14, Lawrence County, 6 mm. in a big district game. That's uh, that's going to decide that district right there. Yep, it will. Yeah, pretty much. Corbin, a 34-6 winner over Johnson Central. Jackson County, 49-6 over Jenkins. Somebody said, why do you all read Jenkins' score every week? I said, let me tell you something. Jenkins, the fact that they're playing football is a win 
for them. I'm glad that they're playing football. Yep. I'm glad that Jenkins and Phelps both are playing football. They're not playing for a district competition. They're just trying to get their, keep their program going and hopefully get it going in the right direction. I applaud Jenkins for playing. They lost 49-6. to McGoffin County, 50-25 over Powell County. Paintsville gets a much-needed win on the road to East Ridge, 28-16. And Hazard shut out by Raceland, 43-0. Raceland drove over 175 miles to put up 43 points on Hazard. Mm, make, quick, make, make quick work of it. I reckon. Games this week, we'll get to those and some predictions that Jeremy hates to do. We didn't do the predictions last week because you weren't here. Oh. Uh, no, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, Charlie, you ain't missed a whole lot. We're just getting in here. We're just getting in here. Um, who are we supposed to talk about? Did you see this? Uh, Cassidy Johnson King, they're talking about your dad from 840 to 855. You mentioned boo. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm telling you. He was, fan- he was fantastic. Boo Johnson was fantastic. I'm telling you. Yeah, but how are we talking about 840 to 855? I think maybe it was like eight minutes in the video. Oh, gotcha. Eight minutes in the video. Okay, that's great. Sorry about that. I'm I'm in live mode. We ain't the sharpest tools in the (laughs) shape. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) Charlie, you ain't missed nothing yet, but I do understand you are coaching one of these uh, heathers' (laughs) kids. Team Black, baby. Really? Yep. Pee Wee Flag Football. Pee Wee Flag Football. Had uh, first practice tonight. Oh, Cash is getting introduced to to football. Did he did he enjoy the pumpkin patch today? Uh, he said he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I was there. I saw Cash. And uh, Car- Carter said he did too. Although I heard differently from you and the wife. Yeah, he, he, was, <laughs> he was a little a little perturbed that he had to go. Well, I mean, they were they were pumped this morning. I mean, rarely do they just jump out of bed and go get dressed by themselves. It's always a you know drag kids up whatever. They were dressed within ten minutes and. Kayla said they get 10 minutes from the pumpkin patch, and he just starts throwing a fit. Like, <laughs> I want to go home. Well, well, too late now, man. You might as well suck it up. Hey, we're already in Morgan County, son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't care about Morgan County. Well, he, he's, I mean, they both said they had fun. Cash, Cash said his favorite part was riding the bus. First time he's ever ridden on a school bus. And he oh, loved, no kidding. He loved the, the riding the bus for the field trip. That was his favorite part. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. It looked like all the kids had a good time. Yeah, there was a lot of them there. <laughs> uh, yes, a lot of kids there today. White Oak Pumpkin Patch in uh, Morgan County. That's where I spent my morning at today and my afternoon. It was fantastic, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Charlie says Cash is going to bring the energy to the team black. He's a he's a player coach on the making. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, I mean, it's his first day playing organized football, and he's – Trying to like move kids around and tell them what they're supposed to do and stuff. No, oh, yeah, really? He did the same thing for soccer. Like he's like an extension of the coach. You know, he's one of those kids. Have you had him watching Coach Prime videos yet? No, no. He uh, he did yesterday. So he's been begging me to make a football hot video for him. <laughs> for him. <laughs> okay. So him. last. So well, yesterday. How old is he? How old is he's he? five? Five year old football hot video hey, okay. listen my nephew raven's been he's two years older than cash he's been playing flag football for a while so he's when, a veteran so when, when he started cash like i'll play football dad well gotta be five years old man so <laughs> he's so uh jonah got him some gloves you know, he wears like he wears a gold chain to school every so often so i took a video camera home yesterday i said all right man let's get us some video shots and I, we had his glove, put his gloves on, walking down the steps in his cleats. Yeah. Uh, drop back, throw a pass, punt one, slowed it all down, put it together today. 
I mean, there's no music behind it yet, but it's 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 pretty good. I can't wait to see it. I mean, it's you gonna put it on social media? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna make a hot video down. Hot, hot man, sure. Five year olds with hot videos. Jeez. I'll just say this: you don't know how much just joy and frustration can be slammed into one little <laughs> session of anything when it comes to little kids like that trying to coach mm-hmm. i would oh, take yeah. a million high school boys times um, another hundred million <laughs> rather than get out there and coach any of the peewee stuff <laughs> really he's, oh he's, my you ain't, like, you ain't hurting no cats huh no oh my gosh it's, it was i mean don't get me wrong it's it's fun but it's like uh, no stop over here get over here stop it stop it don't play in the dirt my worst experience was right down here at this baseball field one time but yeah. <laughs> play in the dirt you're gonna get hit by a ball you know yeah there's always some kid. Helicopter goes over and they all stop. Yep. <laughs> uh, he said he went to give Cash a fist bump and got a haymaker in return. He is ready for tackle football. I'm telling you, man, he right. studies football. He Ooh. studies it. Oh. That's, That's awesome. That's fantastic. Let's go to the games we saw last week. All right, Floyd Central 4-3. and three. They debuted a dual quarterback threat in a 36-20 win over North County Central. So they, they do that and then um, – it's amazing what can happen when you have a healthy team. I mean, when you see a, a healthy football team, it's amazing the daylight and dark contrast that you can have from one week to another. James Martin returned. Coach Shelton returned to his natural spot as the lead back, and school records were broken. That's pretty impressive if you ask me. Josh, you're putting together some numbers. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think Cole Shelton is his, his natural position. I think it's the position he plays the best. And I know you, you could tell Jace was a little off, just having missed some time last couple of weeks. But but you also saw, too, the the threat that he poses just being out there with the ball in his hand. We saw him scramble a couple of times. His, his throws were a little off. But, I mean, you, I mean, B.J. Peterson ran for 171 yards, which was good enough for number two in a single game. Now it's number three because – Colt got 220. Um, yes. And I just you, – you find a way to get the, the ball in your weapon's hands. And you mentioned the health. You got BJ back. You got Jace back. And I just think we just kind of saw the, the, the what the surface could be with having all those guys out there in the same backfield together. Coach Shelton officially 220 yards, a new single-game record for rushing. And you mentioned Peterson with 171, good for third all-time. Sanders in the middle, Dalton Boyd. Back in the day, he had 200 and 201. 201 versus McGoffin County in a district win, which was the last <laughs> district win that Floyd Central had until last Friday night, 2019. Long time ago. It's a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, how many babies have been born since 2019? I mean, my God. <laughs> you know, my baby started school. I mean, my Lord. So, but great to see a, a district win. That was great. It's good, good for Floyd Central. So now you got this dual QB threat. Okay, how you can't go away from it, can you? Yeah. Why? Because I don't. I think it was not meant that way. Okay. Explain yourself. <laughs> I think we. See- it's not meant to rush for four hundred and. 47 yards also a score as record. a team, a single-game record. 
Let's just oh, we can't do that no more. Let's just stop that. Let's stop this. <laughs> well, but that wasn't. But that still can go on. I just don't think the flip flopping back and forth happens the way it did. Okay. I think Martin steps into that quarterback spot, stays there. Probably see him a lot more fluid, a lot more in the game than we did. Because remember, and I, I said this on the radio the other night. He'd only been back for a week. He'd only been back to 100% in a couple of practices. Okay. And then he's thrown in at quarterback, which is extremely hard to do no matter what you've been through. So, I think I think he's under center or he's at quarterback, and I think that's who we'll see. Um, I think Shelton was uh, – I've said it a million times. Uh, I know you all have heard me say it. Uh, he should have been in the backfield the whole time because that exactly right there is what should be expected of him. He should be 150 yards a game, 20 plus carries or more. Um, it just it just works. It gives Peterson the opportunity to get outside. Uh, what he he likes to do, get the corner, get the edge. So yeah, I just I just think we have you seen toward the end of the game what the future looks like for next. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you have a couple of plays set aside because you've seen what Colt can do at quarterback? He goes, he throws a good ball. He does. Do you, do you have a, a set number of plays where you can kind of put him in there at like the wildcat kind of position where you can kind of have that yeah. throw and run option? Because the the one play in the third quarter, they hiked the ball to him. It was a straight QB draw. 79 and it yards. goes for 70 plus yards. Well, that was, that was a turn point of the game, too. Yeah. I, I feel like. Yes, it was. But I, I think you also, I mean, the, the kid was getting, at one time, what was some of the numbers we were saying for his rushing? Five yards a carry or something like that? Well, you made the carry. comment of when he gets the ball out of the backfield, he gets the handoff, he's digging. Mm. His, yes. his feet are constantly digging and going. Yeah, his, he can't do that from the QB position. Well, However, like, you get this big play like that, and you know what I saw? When they would switch, you saw the defense trying to compensate on the fly what are we going to do? Because you got coaches hollering out numbers and formations, and it causes a lot of a lot of chaos. I think you got to kind of keep some of that in there because it, it seemed like it worked. Well, you got to respect well, Jason's speed turn on the outside too. Yeah, and you know Cole can throw the ball because that's on film. And yeah. it's like which which do you protect and defend because you've got now three or four different options that you're going to have to prepare for. Well, then we talked about. I, I kind of was like, well, you know, Jace may not be the throwing threat. That Colt was, it was like two plays later, he made a liar out of me and threw it. <laughs> he out threw his man just barely, but showed you he can throw a pretty ball. And you're like, okay, make a liar out of me. <laughs> I like it. Because I think it, I think it's uh, harder for a defense to adjust if they both can do it because it isn't automatic that Colt's going to run when he's back there. He can throw it, so what you just said. Same way with Jace. But also, if Colt's there and Jace doesn't split out or he's maybe behind, you can pitch it to him. You can just get so creative with that. I just can't I – I would, I would be sad. Can, I, would, I, would be, I would be a little um, ah, bewildered you if you went away oh, from it after winning, getting – I'm sad to be bewildered. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would be very bewildered if you went away from a team record 447 yards and said, we well, ain't going to do it again. And I'm not saying I'm just it's going to happen, but I'm you're just saying that you can good. you can do all that and not have to do the back and forth. Mm. There's a lot of timing stuff that goes on with. Uh, but then you're predictable. No, I'm saying you're totally unpredictable. You don't have to be predictable just because you got one quarterback. That I mean, there's nothing predictable about that. You can set up an offense where he is uh, taking the snaps at quarterback and still being a run threat. 
I mean, there's you, there's all kinds of stuff out there that you can do that keeps them, keeps them producing big numbers. I get it, but it seemed very unpredictable when they were flipping quarterbacks. Yeah, it's just because everybody the first series. saw it. You take a you take a good coach who is preparing and can prepare for another team defensively. Um, it doesn't that the, the draw probably don't work the way it did. Draw will work. It may not work the way it did. They can run some midline stuff where they fake the dive and then Jace follows in behind. There's all kinds of stuff that, that they can do that keeps all of their I got weapons a, I got producing. An, I got another question for, for Coach. Oh, God. <laughs> not to get not get too far ahead, but Prestonsburg next week for Floyd Central. Both Prestonsburg and Floyd Central's off this week. Does it help? Which team does it help more that there's this film out there now of what they did but it's a really, really small sample size. And to your point, they may not be doing it the way that they did on Friday just because of the situation. Say that again. <laughs> so does it help Prestonsburg that you got this footage? Do, out does there it now? help Prestonsburg? Well, yeah. that, that, small or sample. because of the way that they did it, because Jace just getting back and you have to kind of do it more, does can Floyd Central do even more with it than what they showed and still catch Prestonsburg off guard? Well, I mean, I think you got to prepare. Prestonburg has to prepare defensively for both scenarios. Um, I honestly, I honestly think that Martin goes to quarterback or should go to quarterback. You put Shelton back there running the ball. He's a horse. Uh, I, you know, the yards after uh, contact with him the other night was what was impressing me. Now he was rushing for you know big yards, but he was yards after contact. He just kept keeping his wheels. Uh, turned and he kept pounding his feet and kept gaining yards. Now, a, a kid who can run that hard up the middle opens up the quarterback run, okay? Mm -hmm. All of your rollout stuff comes out. Uh, then uh, you got Peterson who can run the edges so good. If, if they're having to put seven, eight men in the box to stop um, Shelton, then that opens up the outside, which Peterson goes off. So if Peterson goes off to stop him, they spread it out, and then you got <laughs> Shelton again. Uh, not to mention all the rollout stuff with Buck over the top. I, I'll be honest with you, that combination of, of skill players on offense should put up 400 yards a game yeah. against anybody. And I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. Um, they, ought to, they ought to put huge numbers up against Prestonsburg. They got the bye, as you mentioned, and then Prestonsburg at home at Martin County and then wrapping up the regular season at home against Shelby Valley. Now, also, they forced two defensive fumbles in that game. First time we've seen some turnovers caused by the defense. Got to see more of that, too, because those key fumbles uh, were huge. And also, um, going into the red zone, you had a pick, didn't you? If I'm not, I don't think that was on the fumble. It was a, was it a, it was a fumble. It was Probably on the fumble. Fumbles. Zone, yeah. yeah, you're stopping them from scoring uh, right there, point-blank range. I mean, not County – Knock County shot themselves in the foot uh, more than once in the red zone. We heard their coaches yell that a couple times. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> word and, for word. Yeah, word <laughs> for word. You're shooting yourself in the foot, you know, and all this stuff. And, um, they were pretty close. Uh, they're pretty young, too. I mean, let's, let's, yeah. let's just be honest. They were freshmen and sophomores. 36-20 uh, to 20 is a good win. Probably should have been a running clock. I mean, let's just be – let me just throw that out there for clarity. That's my Wait opinion. Wait a minute now. I know what you're I saying. Want, I want to say that if they're freshmen and sophomores, if you if you can't come in there, I get why the score was the way it was because you hadn't had these guys back. If you'd had, this, if you'd had that team healthy 
for a week or two prior and been doing this with the dual quarterback thing or working on a few things, that game should have been a running clock. I mean, did anything? was there anything that really impressed you about Knott County the other night? Yeah. Speed of defensive yeah, end. They yeah, defensive besides end. the defensive end. Was okay. there anything else that really impressed you? Because yeah. they were highly predictable on offense in the second half. If they if they didn't have such a bad center quarterback exchange about six times, yeah. they win that game. You think? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I hate to say that. I ain't trying to just – I'm Ooh. just saying that they, was, they, they literally shot themselves in the foot and gave themselves a loss. They did. I mean, they, they squandered a lot of opportunities. Because a lot of people don't – you can't look at a football game as, you know, well, you know, we scored two more touchdowns. But if, if Knott County on any of those drives they turn the ball over goes and scores, it changes the time left in the game. It changes momentum. I mean, there's a – and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. This game well, was tied well, was, in the third quarter. There was that 20. one play where Knott County punted. Floyd Central muffed the punt at their own 20, 25-yard line. The very first play from scrimmage, ball goes sailing over the quarterback's head. Mm-hmm. Floyd Central gets it right back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm not saying – I'm not taking anything yeah. away from Floyd Central there on that. They, they started putting things together on offense the second half that mm-hmm. they should be – they should have won – I'm, they should beat Prestonburg. I will say that. Um, but now, if Knott County didn't turn the ball over, that game could have been very different. Speaking of Prestonsburg, four and three now on the season. They're blanked at Martin County, forty-four nothing. Cardinals rushed for four hundred and sixty-two yards and caused two turnovers in that game. Black Cats had twenty-four yards passing and negative fifteen yards rushing. Mm. as a team. And when you look at Martin, and again, I didn't hear the game or see the game. I'm not talking to anybody about the game, so I'm not going to try to pretend like I know anything here, but just from the scoring and just from the stats that Martin County had, it looked like they had the ball an awful long time to mm. me. I mean, you look at the attempts they had on the ground. They had two running backs, well over 100 yards rushing each. Uh, it was kind of one of these things where they just had the ball and wore the time of position out. And when Pressburg did have it, judging by the carries uh, between between Dalton Elliott, Jacob Rose, and Alex Harris, they combined for nine carries. Nine carries Ooh. combined out of your top three backs. That tells me there were a lot of three and outs or four and outs or uh, and that kind of thing. And then there, I think maybe maybe a turnover two. So well, I, I don't I don't know if the numbers if you if you have it but do the rushing numbers the negative fifteen does that take into account quarterback sacks? I don't know. I, I would, I would may, I, one would have, assume it would have to. But the individual yeah. rushing yards, no right, yeah, no, were you, very very low, very yeah. very low. Uh, I don't have them in front of me here. I can pull it up. Well, it seems uh, obviously like from the score, Pressburg's playing catch up pretty early, mm-hmm. so they're going to throw the football, and it seems like when they. They were trying one th- for ten passing and through two picks. Trying to throw the football, Martin County kind of just pinned their ears back and got after him a little bit. Uh, well, you're talking 19 total rushing attempts, okay? Harris for seven yards, Rose for three, Elliott for two, passing Bryce uh, Holbrook was one for ten and two interceptions. It looked like to me they didn't get a whole lot of opportunities on offense. 19 in their offense, 19 attempts rushing. They didn't have the ball hardly any. Right. I was going to say, 44, it's hard to put up 44. And what, you know, we usually talk of a ball control, you know, mm-hmm. 
chug a lug down the field three yards at a time. You can't score 44 doing that. No. You well, you got to be – you've got the ball a lot, and you're scoring a lot. 19, plays. 19 carries and 10 pass attempts. They ran 29 plays. That's what his stats look. <laughs> That's what does that say? <laughs> oh. I mean, that's rough. That is not a I lot. Don't think, I yeah. don't think Burke had all their play. I don't think everybody was back either. I don't think everybody it, was Is this Prestonsburg's burn the tape game? I think this is the we're still hungover from losing the Betsy Lane game. Uh, I mean. I think this is we got to get get healthier. We're hurting. Better get healthy and can't believe you. Listen, what, happen, what happens, and I, I want to kind of save this for next week, but what happens if they lose to Floyd Central too? That's another first for your program. You've never lost to every Floyd County team in the same season. What kind of hard talk do you have then? I mean, I'm, let's just be real about it. I don't know about hard talk. I will. I don't know if they're the – What, is it going in the, the right, right direction? The right people have the hard talk. But yeah. that's, uh, there's definitely some hard some talk to somewhere down there in Prestonburg. Yeah. I, I know they, there's still a lot of the Prestonburg faithful that that would not sit well with. It wouldn't. wouldn't sit well at all. Betsy Lane is 6-0. and They roll into district play this week at the reservation. We're going to go follow them up there, too. Coming up on Friday night, they look to extend their program's best start to a season, seven straight wins. This week in the AP poll, you ask, okay, we'll tell you. They moved up despite being idle. They're ninth in the poll. So congratulations up to nine. Moving on, that is awesome. yeah. The two uh, A poll looks like this: Lexington Christian six and one at number one. They stayed there. Top four positions didn't change. LCA at number one. Beachwood number two at six and one. OCAT at seven and zero. Oh, Mayfield five and one. And let, yeah, they're on their own planet. Okay, fine. <laughs> Green County moved up from six to fifth, six and one. Murray dropped to seventh, and Somerset moved up from seven to six. Murray now five and two lost to Crittenden, who came into the top ten at number ten, which pushed up Idle, Shelby Valley, and Betsy Lane to eight and nine, respectfully. So the Bobcats are ranked for two weeks in a row. If they win, and they should this Friday, they'll stay ranked in that top ten. What's yeah. the mood? You're in the hallway up there. What's the <laughs> mood up there on the hill for Betsy Lane football right now? Even after an off week and a short week this week with uh, fall break. They was awful quiet, I'll be honest, and um, didn't hear a lot out of them, uh, which I've been busy. It's, you know, it's a three-day week, and you all been in school system. Three-day weeks don't mean, hey, hey. three days and we're out of here. It no, was, you're cramming five into three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty busy. Um, it's that way in radio, too, by the way. The one thing, <laughs> just telling you. and I, I got a couple of the boys at, at the, in the lunchroom uh, when I've got lunch duty, and, uh, you know, they're always kind of aggravating me a little bit, but they, they – uh, the thing that impresses me about them when I kind of ask them football stuff, they answer good football questions with football terms. You know, they just don't say, um, oh, you know, we're, you're going to win. You know, they talk, you know, I've, I've got so-and-so to block. Uh, I've seen this video. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're talking the stuff that a prepared team should say. So, uh, you know, i got to assume that they're, they're ready to go. Uh, let's look at some numbers because – when we talk numbers, they're indisputable, okay? This is an opinion, and these are good numbers. <laughs> they're very good numbers. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, 25th in the state in rushing. He is 5th in Class 2A at 804 yards per game, 13th in the state in scoring, 4th in 2A at just over two touchdowns a game. That's pretty impressive stuff. Peyton Maynard, 12th in the state in sacks, 2nd in Class 2A with 8 
Betsy Lane has the best team defensive scoring average in Class 2A, yielding a robust 8.7 points per game. (laughs) 8.7 points per game. That's all they've given up on average. And they're second in scoring margin at 33.2, best in Class 2A at rushing as well at 283 yards per game. And you had some other stats too, Josh, on Betsy Lane. Yeah, they're stupid what they are they're playstation <laughs> uh they have not allowed more than 66 passing yards in a game all season 66 is the most passing yards they've allowed in a game who is that to uh, uh i, I want to say bath county or bath fairview county. maybe not county actually i'd say maybe um, not county yeah they've allowed 175 rushing yards is the most rushing yards they've allowed all season in a game um let's wow see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, they've scored 33 points in every single game, at least 33 points every at game. At least 33. They've totaled 450 yards uh, or more three times. Golly. And th- this is this is like That's turning the difficulty games. on Madden down to like amateur mode is what this is. Just to pad your stats against one double A Midwest. This is ridiculous. All right. There are three district games are coming up, and then they wrap up with Powell County on the road. At Eastridge, at Shelby Valley, and versus Pike Central. Only one home game left. That's against Pike Central. Yeah. Big game in three weeks. So, do the Bob do the Bobcats need to have that 14-12 game where they have to grind it out, or maybe they do they need to lose to have any future success down the road in the postseason? Do they need that, or do they just keep rolling and, it, and it's fine? Just let it roll. What's no, better? you got to let it roll. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think they go to Eastridge. They got to do what they've been doing. Um, they've got to play tough defense, and they got to use all their weapons. And that's what impresses me about watching these kids play is they're more than just McCutcheon. They've got other weapons, uh, and they spread it around a lot. I mean, um, everybody has the option, and and it and it seems if you're watching it live and you're watching plays. They get it to the person who they need to get it to to make that play. And, and when you're doing that, that's when things are all clicking. Uh, and I know, Coach Gerald, it's easy calling plays when, you know, you know that if any time you need a big pass, you got somebody who can go catch it. If you need a, a strong run, uh, you know, you can hand it off to a couple of different guys and can get it. So, um, and defensively, that, they're very impressive defensively. And I know we give them a hard time in the first year, and they probably deserve it. The first couple of games was not the most challenging. Yes, but <laughs> but I will say this: you know, when it got to Floyd Central and Prestonburg, Byron, when you talked tonight, it's really been really good. I'm just welcome. saying, but go ahead, Drew. Uh, quality over quantity. We yeah. we seen their play stay the same way and 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 really put up numbers that they put up against the, the three teams at the first of the schedule that we thought wasn't very impressive. Uh, when they did get against some uh, competition, we expected to see some more competition from them. They just kept doing what they do and just kept right on chugging. So I'd say go for it. Austin says at this point a loss does nothing. I agree. I agree with you all too. I mean, I had to be devil's advocate here. But, uh, I, yeah, people – maybe nobody's talking about that light schedule yet, but – if you play Shelby Valley in a few weeks and you get throttled, if you play Shelby Valley in a few weeks and you can't keep up with their PlayStation offense and your PlayStation offense ain't got the right code to keep up with it, um, then are people saying, well, see, they weren't prepared. See, we told you they're just Betsy Lane. Is that is that conversation going to come up? I think, it shouldn't. 
Yeah, I think everybody that knows anything about these two districts um, know that Shelby Valley's got they got some weapons. They they got the real. They're the real deal. They're they're a good football team. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That's that is, and I don't. I, you know, I can't look by Friday, uh, but I think if our guys go over and play solid football, they beat Eastridge. And then when it comes to Shelby Valley, you're going into a game where you let it you let it ride. You play good football and see who wins. If you take a loss, then you beat Pike Central. You're number two in the district. You're hosting a playoff game. I mean, there's a lot of things to go there. And then, let's say you are number two in your district. Who are you going to play? Fort Central or Prestonsburg, probably. Mm-hmm. People that you've already played. <laughs> and I mean, already beaten. And, and I hate to say it, but, I mean, you know, those games, I don't want – you never take anything lightly, especially in the playoffs. So, I think uh, the Bobcats are sitting – sitting pretty even if they do drop a loss to shelby valley i think they're still in a situation where they get some some big shots in playoffs um steven allen said keep in mind four or five years ago we would have been zero and four against those teams we scheduled i'm going to disagree because four or five years ago you didn't have these kids you got right now it's that's that's apples and oranges there's a lot of athletes on that team yeah i'm going to disagree with that argument sorry steven i'm going to disagree with that uh, you got a ton of athletes right now on this team. You got a ton of beef up front uh, as well. That's been I think that's the real difference maker is if you haven't seen Betsy Lane anything except on paper, when you see that line <laughs> coming up there, you'll understand why they're six and zero and why they'll be seven and zero after this Friday. They're you'll, big. You'll understand. I'm, yeah. exci- I'm excited to see them. I didn't. I wasn't at the Floyd Central game that that you all did a few weeks ago and. Friday will be my first time seeing them in person this year. I'm I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to see them just wear it out. I mean, I want to see them <laughs> really do some things offensively that have us just losing our mind. Well, and this is a team in East Ridge last year. They put up some video game numbers against Betsy Lane on well, Betsy Lane's home turf. These two teams have a history. We talked history last week. We're not getting into it this week. Go, la- go watch last week's video. But these two teams have played a lot of high-scoring close games. Yes, they have. To where usually it's the last game not reported to KHSAA <laughs> if it's played at Eastridge. It's been that kind of series between these two schools. It's been a good matchup. I think this year, though, it might be a little one-sided. Well, a lot of these guys uh, on our team is young enough this year. They've never been to Eastridge. Because I'll be talking about over in the hole, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, have you never been to Eastridge? No. I love their field. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, well, I, mean I, like, I like the field itself. I, mean, I like the, the setup that we'll have, and it's a great view. It's actually high up. It's one of the best high views of a high school game. It is. In our area. It's a great view from up around the top. Uh, the field is turf, not 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 the synthetic natural as natural turf. Again, it's a lot different when you're sitting across the field hole over there in the visitor's <laughs> side, and you're looking at this big old wall of bleachers, and and you're you're, you're you, there's only one way out. That's the little goat path that you got to walk out to get out <laughs> yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, a, it's an intimidating place to be, whether you're winning or losing. It's just like, oh, uh, you know, how are we going to get out of here if we need to get out of here fast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's not. Uh, there's no, not. No. Uh, Todd says Parsons and Allen don't get enough credit. I agree. Uh, you mentioned the other players that don't get uh, – it's not all just McCutcheon, and that's true. You're we right. just were reading some numbers that were on the state uh, numbers list. But Carter's had a great year. Uh, call in the plays. Isaiah Allen defensively has had a great year. He's also uh, made some big catches this season, too. It really been a standout on defense this season. 
He has, and, and and he's getting stronger. He's always been an athlete. Don't he, he's always been very athletic, but he's getting he's getting stronger and he's getting more football knowledge. You can just tell by the way he's reading things mm-hmm. on the field, and that you know that is very impressive. Also, when a kid uh, with that kind of athleticism, you just see them start to see things on the field. Uh, so yeah, no, not trying to take anything away from Carter or Isaiah. Um, the, but that, both those guys are, are tremendous athletes and have their roles, and they're doing very good in their roles day in and day out. Coach Q on here, loving the big boys on the O-line and D-line. You should. I can't brag on them. Listen, if I have team dinners, they need to have their own separate dinner. They need to have like, their own uh, – what, what's all that food for? That's for those boys. <laughs> they get that spread. Now, you guys over here, y'all get a little bit of spaghetti. That's fine. They get that, you know. Treat them like they get the steaks and the potatoes <laughs> and the corn. They're listen. They're they're not eating any of that. What was we calling it the other day? Um, instant potatoes. You know. Yeah. There's no instant potatoes at Betsy Lane. I'm not gonna brag on them. Yeah. They they made me mad. They've been talking trash to me because oh it's up to the line. The linemen win ball games. It's 100 percent true, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing. They better go out there and win, or I'm gonna talk trash all week next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're on notice, boys. You're on notice. Bam. All right. Uh, I want to back up to Charlie here because we kind of we, we pivoted to Betsy Lane there, but Charlie had a few things and some insight on Preston's where he said injuries and inexperience for the Black Cats have shown up the last two weeks. Teab needed this by week, I would agree. Hopefully they can regroup, they can get healthy, regain some confidence, still have a winning record and host a home playoff game. And you're right. I mean, they, have, they have a lot to play for. Right now, the season isn't over. But if you go in next week and you don't show up and you get down by two touchdowns, I think they just break down at this point, uh, based on what you're seeing. I mean, even if they are healthy, if you you got to have some fight in you, and if you can't, you got to have some pride in that helmet and and what you're wearing. You got to get out there and represent. You've had yeah, you've had some hard knock games. That's not. That's, I mean. Suffering that loss at Martin County, that's tough. Losing to Betsy Lane, not used to it. It happened. Get over it. It's over with. It's in the past now. You got a chance to still play for some big things and get a home playoff game because the winner of that game is going to decide that pretty much. So you're right about that. And I think you have one other comment too. Um, also, I have to uh, add also, Press replaced 23 players on varsity and all of those players, the average varsity experience a year and a half. This happens though with, with with football. I mean, this you know, there's these cycles. Cyclical, yep. Yeah, there are, there are cycles. Cyclical. So, okay, I'm gonna bring something up. Get get your get your text out. Uh, oh, is this is this our conversation from earlier? Yeah, this is okay. our conversation. Right. Josh and I had a covert uh, conversation that Byron, you weren't included just because you just weren't. It's okay. It's so it, it wasn't it, on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. Wasn't but we there. purposely didn't tell Jeremy. Okay. I also didn't know he was going to bring it up tonight. So this um, is a setup. That's always no. A it's it's to prove a point. It's a setup for you. You yeah. They're proving me a point. Is that what they're doing? No. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's get it on. Let me, let me finish Charlie's comment while he's finding that. So folks, and I know he's talking about in Prestonsburg, just have to be more realistic about this team. Losing fourteen seniors last season, asking a lot of freshmen and sophomores, uh, the pressure of playing football at Prestonsburg will be overwhelming. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, but. All these programs have cycles. When you started coaching oh at Allen God. Central, 
there there was you had to start the cycle. I mean, your record overall at Allen Central. Do you know what it is? I don't have a clue. You know what your record was I'm overall? Probably, I'm not even close to 500. Nowhere close. I bet. Josh, give it to him. Sixty-two and eighty-eight. Sixty-two and eighty-eight. That's a percentage of what? Uh, four thirteen. Four thirteen. No, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sixty. So, and we were talking about something, and that came up, and I said that's not a that's not a fair representation of the work that Jeremy did at Allen Central. I want to see what he did. The latter half of his coaching tenure. The latter half. The latter yeah. part. Because well, you took it was better than the first half. But you <laughs> took it. The you first took half it from. Struggled. You took it from nothing, and made it something. Made it a playoff winner. By the way, you won a playoff game. That's nothing to be yeah. uh, taken lightly. Right. Especially from where it came from. Especially the fact that nobody else before you who had ever came close to it, okay? Right. The rest of the story, Paul Harvey. Oh, Lord. Here's the <laughs> oh thank you, Jeremy. Here's the hook. Uh, so your first five years, you were 14 and 37. <laughs> in 2008, you won, set, you won seven games. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Logan Hunter Crowder's junior year. You had Justin Jackson, Chris Stumbo, that big group, right? Yeah, that was so big. I kind of split it up between – the first couple, the first five, and the last nine, because that, that that group really turned things around, I think, for you. So your first five years were fourteen and thirty-seven, starting with their junior year in 08 to two thousand sixteen, you're forty-eight and fifty-one. That's now, pretty good. Those last nine years also included three straight years of two and nine, two and nine, three and eight. Say that again. Now, what was the what years of those? Uh, the last nine, you were four, forty-eight and fifty-one. But that also included two and nine, two and nine, three and eight in three straight years. And then you bounce back with five and five, and then the last year was eight and three. So, so it's just to show you that sometimes it is very cyclical. It, it, it's, it proves the point yeah. that there are cycles. And right now, Pressburg obviously is in a cycle on the downside of it. Well, Prestonburg is having to deal with something they've never had. They've never had to deal with that. Right down to them, but still above a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And again, and I've say this about them: I've been there because you can tell about that. And they've never been where I was at, but anyways, <laughs> uh, they're they're now I want to say more <laughs> mortal. You know, they're kind of uh, they're they have two or three good players, and and the last couple of games they've lost some key players, and that's very demoralizing uh, to the other boys. When they see guys that's out there that they know are their key guys, and they go down, it's hard. It's it's hard to get through. You you begin to say, "All right, should I should I beat on? Should we beat on each other in practice during the week, or should we just take it easy? Because if if we lose one more kid, then we're hurting even worse." Yeah. But you know, really in your heart, you got to keep just grinding. Uh, you got to keep doing it. So I I know where they're at, and it's 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 hard to come back from. But getting those guys healthy. Is what everybody needs. Get them healthy, and then also keeping this young group together. They're taking some knocks. Give it a year. Give it, the way this district is set up, I don't think it takes very long to be a contender. No, and right now no, it's not those, to say you're those, not because you know you you're still a contender right now to to make some noise in the playoffs. And when it comes up, you're guaranteed a spot. 
You're just trying to find out the position you're going to be in. So there's still a lot for them to play for. Oh, a lot. And, and so, you know, you've heard me yeah. here say these two districts, it's awesome. You you could be a four, and I don't, I don't know if a four can really knock off either one of the ones. But now, one, two, and three on either side has the ability to beat a one, two, or three on the other side if everything falls the way it should. Are you seeing Bradley Fields' comments? No. I Paul, didn't. we beat each other to death every practice after hitting the sled the first hour, and I have a practice. <laughs> I, uh, I, he ain't lying. I beat <laughs> but that was, that was the only way I knew that we could get better was to be physical because, um, you know, some years we just uh, – we were fit. We had we had strength. We had physical. We may not have had the, the greatest of the athletes, uh, but – We'd hit somebody. May not have the speed, but at least we can be strong and we can be we can be tough. And yeah. Maybe not push us around and, you know, that and, kind of and, thing. And I throw a little shout out to that bunch of boys. Bradley was with the Crowders. And, and you know, and everybody talks about the Crowders. It wasn't all Crowders. I mean, we, we Justin Jackson, Chris Dumbo, we had a bunch of athletes. Mm-hmm. And those guys averaged that year uh, almost 500 yards rushing. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and it was because those linemen they drove they the old sled is still set behind the bleachers at Floyd Central, and it's a beast, it's a monster, it's an old <laughs> hunk of metal, and I bet they drove it a thousand yards a night, and 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 he can get on there and he can tell you if I'm lying. They drove that thing probably tens times up and down the dirt muddy field, whether rain or shine. They were driving that thing a thousand yards a day. Coach Q, tough group of athletes his last year. Jesse Osborne, Stephen Howard, forces to be reckoned with. Bryce Moore anchored that line. Yep. Uh, Will the Master, Justin Jackson, was a tank. Yes, he was. Uh, I, I agree. Zach Branham was the devil. I'm not going to go there. We can't talk about exorcisms today. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've been told. Uh, now, let's go on. This week's schedule. Here we go. Prediction time. We have three Thursday games that we know of. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. And kind of a light schedule. Here we go. Pike Central five and one. Shelby Valley three and three. It's at Shelby Valley. This is a huge, huge game. Huge. Huge. <laughs> How are we looking? Who are we picking on this one? I'm picking Valley. I'll go with Valley. Valley. Yeah. I think That'd Valley be worth going it. to watch, to be honest That'd with be a good I'd game. Like, I'd like to watch that one. Be a good game. Think Valley gets it though. Johnson Central four and three at Rowling County. One and five. Central. 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 Yeah, Central's gonna roll on this one. Montcom, Virginia at Phelps. Taking the Hornets. I'm gonna take Phelps. Yeah, we'll go Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. We're unanimous so far. Friday games. Betsy Lane. 6-0 and oh at Eastridge. I think it's a running clock. Bobcats get the win. Bobcats. 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 Yeah. McGoffin County's 2-5 and five at Lawrence County, 4-2. and two. Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence County. Corbin, 6-0 and oh at Letcher Central, 4-2. and two. It was the game. Yeah, Corbin I'll, at Letcher Central. Oh, oh Corbin. Corbin. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading Bryce Moore's comment about pushing the sled. Yeah. Drove the sled till we threw up almost every practice. Wouldn't take back a moment to pushing that thing around. Loved every minute of it. That's what it's all about. That's good stuff. Um, Jenkins at Morgan County. I'm taking Cougars in that one. Cougars. Yeah. Hazard, 1-6 and six at Paintsville. Give me Tigers in that one. Ooh, Paintsville. I'm going to go with Hazard. I'm going to go with Hazard. Oh, split it up, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'll go with Hazard. Whitley County, 4-2 and two at Perry Central, 4-2 and two in a big district game there. Commodores. Perry. 
Commodores. Whitley. Ooh. Give me Ooh. Whitley County. Wow. All right. We're going to take our last break and come back. There's more show. Don't go off. We're going to do the two-minute topics. I'll get my clock ready. We'll come back and do that right after you hear this. WMDJ Radio presents Chris Jansen live in concert. Friday, February 9th, 7.30 at the Mountain Arts Center, Prestonsburg. Chris Jansen. Tickets start at $50 and on sale now at the People's Bank box office. Call 1-888-MACARTS or at MacArts.com. Chris Jansen at the Mac, February 9th. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, Jonathan Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Okay, we're back <laughs> as we get ready for our two-minute uh, drill segment here. I'm glad you mute those. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in the pros. You know, you're covering the mouth. I mean, nobody can see what you're saying mm. when we're on our break. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can even lead you into it. I'm, I'm going to start bringing a glove and just sit <laughs> yeah. there like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring all my old play cards and placards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. I'll just, just. Yeah, when things are, it's, it all goes back to what you said about, hey, they don't need a loss right now. Betsy Lane, let it go. It's good. Leave it alone. Roll it. Yeah, just. Same thing with Floyd Central. Play good football. Listen, that second half, roll it. Don't change a thing. Don't overthink it. Just just keep going. Do the same thing. It worked. Yeah, it worked. And, and what exactly the potential was working? is there to work good. That offense was working good. I mean, just why they were doing it and how they were doing it. Leave I know it alone. You, you laughed at me. You laughed at me when I said the well, the left beaver dive. And you if you're from Left Beaver, ask Donnie what it's called. I don't yeah. know. He never would tell me on how they hit the hole so fast on their dives. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I even asked him one time, listen, when you retire, will you please tell me how you set that up to hit so fast? Yeah. And he still didn't tell me, but you saw it the other night. I mean, it was just dive, dive, dive. <laughs> Boom. And, and uh, <laughs> you know me, if it's working, run it. I mean, yeah. just let it go. Run it over and over. Run it over and over. And I guarantee you, if you're putting up 400 yards, you'll win. You'll win the district. They should win the district running rushing 400 yards a game. You should. I mean, that's just the way football mm-hmm. and numbers, if you want to talk numbers, you're getting 400 yards of offense, you ought to be winning the district. If they win you district, win I got a really good T-shirt idea. Oh, man. You do. <laughs> you do. And we can't that's talk about that, that right that, now. That's all I'll say. That's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Two-minute topics. I'm going to throw them out there, then I'll hit the button, and we'll let everybody roll at it, okay? Here we go. And this is an assortment of things that since we're talking football and been talking football, I'll throw out a couple of football discussions, okay? One is the obvious one. Kentucky ranked 20th in both polls this week in college football, 5-0, for only the 14th time in school history. Did you know that? Only the 14th time. That they're 5-0? That they've been 5-0. and How many times has that been under Mark Stoops? Well, I didn't go that far with but At least – at least twice. At least, yeah, two at least or twice. Or, yeah. But here's the, they beat Florida again. It was a total dismantling. 
First time they've beaten the Gators three times in a row since 1948 to 1950 or 40. Shorty. Shorty Jamerson era, yeah. which is I, I fabulous. Was, I, was, I was always worried if we were ever going to just beat Florida. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was telling Matt, you know, because Matt's getting into college sports now and everything. I said, this this is not what we're used to seeing. No. Florida. <laughs> no. you know, we're used to seeing this flipped. Yeah. I mean, the way Florida played that first half was kind of the way Kentucky always played yeah. against Florida. No matter how much hype came into the game, we got Tim Couch and Craig Yeast. It didn't matter. You know, yeah, I, I will say my worst, probably my worst Florida-Kentucky memory of football <laughs> was I was at the game uh-huh. that they blew like the 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. Oh. Mm. That was there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was there. Uh, Ron Zook was still the coach for Florida. Ooh. Hey, that was bad. Uh, that was bad. So they're off to a great start, obviously. Do the Cats beat number one Georgia this weekend between the hedges in Athens? Ready, set, go. Y'all, two minutes to say no? That's easy. Really? No. no. You're the, you're the, you have no. Not, no credit whatsoever? No. I will, I'll give them a puncher's chance, but I don't no. think it's. No. Not even. So a puncher's chance. Josh, save me here. I mean, is there? Are, are you asking just, if they're going to win? Are they going to beat Georgia? No. Can they not beat Georgia? Well, they can they beat them? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to. Did anybody watch the Auburn game? Yeah. I mean, were you that impressed by Georgia? This isn't the same team from last no. year. But is this not the same Kentucky team that almost was losing to EKU at halftime? We can go back and forth. It's not. They Le- have improved. Leary <laughs> has to be better. Now, I do think I do think this is probably the best chance they've had against Georgia. In a while, Georgia's not Georgia the last two years. No, no, they're the, not. Their defense is down. I do worry though it being at Georgia, and not just at Georgia, at night. Georgia doesn't play at night very often. Well, the funny thing is, the last time Kentucky beat Georgia was at night, and I was there. I was there. Put me on the bus and send me down. There. <laughs> Please, I loved every minute of it. It was a great story. Nah, I, I, I think they most definitely can win. I mean, I, I bet them to cover the spread. <laughs> But I, I just I don't I don't think I I think the passing game has been too inconsistent. Kentucky leads the entire nation in drop passes, and I just I don't see that improving in a one week stretch going into the number one team in the country with two of your top three receivers coming off injuries the week before. I just think you're catching Georgia at the right time because they just kind of if they had lost to Auburn wouldn't have wanted to play them, but they just kind of beat them. Kind of got through it. I don't think they're just as dominant right now. And Kentucky's played them well the right. last two years. And defensively, I think the Cats can hold their own. I mean, th- this could be the year they do it. But, I mean, it's on the road, and that's going to be really hard. Really hard. Time is up. There we go. There's one topic down. Staying in football. The highest paid public employee in Kentucky is Mark Stoops. Did you see that today? I did oh, see that. Did Mark not. Stoops is paid Ooh. more per year than <clears throat> John wow. Calipari. Think Ooh. about that. Okay. Maybe By the way, huh? So maybe we are a football school. Well, <laughs> did you see my sheet today? Hmm. So Stoops is the eighth highest paid coach in college football. I did. I did, I, see I did, that. I did know that. Yeah, I did the know that. Eighth highest paid coach in college football. Should we expect more than eight wins per season and hold him to the same fire that Coach Cal suffers from every year? Ready, set, go. No. Why? 
because it's not Kentucky basketball. And I'm, and I'm going to keep saying it. But he gets paid the most money, the eighth most okay, well, but, in but college you, football. You asked, you asked two different questions. Should we expect more than eight wins, and should we hold him to the same fire that we do Coach Cal? That's not the same question. We should expect more for the money he's making, for the commitment the school has given him. Okay, he's yeah, but, but, well, but he's already yeah. doing things that have never been done before. Okay, so what's the, what's been, the standard but, here? But now they've been done. So can we just you just keep it flatlined, or should we expect more? Okay, so what's the standard? Well, eight is it? If he is eight a disappointment this year? No, because the schedule's harder. Yeah, I don't think it's eight. I mean, I think we all picked eight. Wouldn't we all right around? We eight all said eight, year? but then I'm reading this number and I'm but, going, we should be expecting more than this. Before Stoops, how many ten win seasons had you ever seen in your lifetime? I none. Have you been how, to a game? How many? How many they had under Stoops in the last five years? I've not been to a game. You haven't been to a game this year. Not Byron, yet. Yeah, I went. Did you look around the stadium? Yeah. How many millions of dollars do you think per game they're bring, He's bringing in. A bunch. A bunch. And now they're selling alcohol, which probably added 20 bucks to nearly everybody's <laughs> total. <laughs> At least. So, mind. because as long as they're making the money, who cares about the wins? I think eight's, eight's acceptable. So Six eight or seven is, no, is unacceptable. So I think eight's now, is, If he drops down to five wins, then somebody better start saying, boy, yeah. <laughs> I think eight's the number. Sounds like he's got the best college coaching gig in the country. Well, he does. If he's if he's that high on the totem pole, and we only need eight wins. Well, somebody was talking the but other day on the radio. He's been building the whole thing from almost the ground up. At some point, though, you got to beat Georgia. You got to win the SEC East. At some point That's in so this journey, it's got to happen. How many times that ever happened? It's got to happen. How many times that ever happened? When, when it doesn't matter. It it's got to so, happen. But like, now. what's but like what's it's, your comparison? There is none. We've never exactly. paid this. That's right. We have never We're paid this much money. Been. We've never paid this much money to have this kind of success we got. And if we're going to keep the investment going, it, you like raise it up. I mean, every year your business, if you run a business, but you're expecting Georgia to f- fall. No, hold on. Well, if ever if you're running a business every year, if you're happy with making the same thing year in the year out, you're in business for the wrong reasons. You should be trying to get ten percent more every year. 10% more. Let's, let's see if we can increase 10%. A little bit better. A little bit better. We've seen that. Three years in a row beating Florida? Great. It used to be beating owning South Carolina. Well, now we're owning, we're owning Florida. That's cool. That's cool. Now it's like maybe we got to beat Tennessee this year as one of these eight wins. Okay? But when are you going to beat Georgia and when do we get to the SEC East title? It's got to happen so, so, so you're So you're raising the standard the same time Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? You better. What better time to do it? What better time? Right. Make the argument without mentioning UK basketball because people always do it. It's not the same thing. It is not the same thing, and you're right. It's not. But if you're, you're going to take away the two divisions. Well, hold on. Hold on. You're going to take away the two divisions. you got to try to get it this year. I mean, if you beat Georgia, my God, if they win this weekend, this state's going to explode. Okay, he. Can, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you beat number one, and you're going to come home. You can't get a ticket to Lexington. Nobody's selling them online. You can't. Yeah, nobody. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody's going. It's the end thing. All right, but also you've done something you couldn't do before, and I really think they have it. I think they feel like this is the year they get them. I do too. I just think they got to make that next step. We got well, this think, much money in it. I think, know? but. All right. Now Go ahead. You've been chopping. Go ahead. The then seven, we'll stop. The seven coaches in front of him are at seven football programs that do what they do no matter who's coaching them. All right. 
we're that probably he's probably that first coach that is outside of that bubble to where he's doing things right to get him that money and building the program. That program is not anywhere near probably the seven above him. Nick Saban. Alabama's done it before him. Dabo Sweeney. Kirby Smart. Ryan Day. Mel Tucker, Michigan State. He's gone. He's gone now. He's still on the list right now. He's still being paid. (laughs) Brian Kelly. Jimbo Fisher. Mark Stoops. All right, let me ask you this. Everybody keeps saying, well, Stoops may leave. Where's he going to go? He ain't gonna, not like this. He ain't leaving. I don't know why. It would have to be one Michigan of those State. seven. Michigan State would no, be the only team he, he'd go to. He no, he ain't going to Michigan State. State. No? No. no. Why, leave, why leave what that is and what Kentucky is building and, and the just the – I'm telling you, you need to go down there and watch a game. He's not going He's not going anywhere. Well, I don't maybe want to. <laughs> only the seven <laughs> – only the seven above him right now is he would go to, and none of those guys are going anywhere. And they and they ain't hiring Mark Stoops either. It's not a, it's not a big not, enough yeah. name. The difference between Saban at number one and Stoops is two point four million dollars. Mm. That's a lot. Not really. Not really. Not really. Well, I'm just Stoops has got a killer gig. I he think does. there might be people looking at this because look below him, you got Ole Miss, you got Penn State, you got Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, he makes eight point two. Okay, Jim Harbaugh, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. But I, I think to Jeremy's point, you could argue Stoops is the most valuable coach in the country with what he means to the to the, his football program. Oh, if he ain't there, Kentucky's not in the conversation. Oh no, no, that's okay. why they're paying him the money they're paying him. They got a seat at the table now. They, they got an invite. You're talking about coaching. And I'm talking about players. Right now, the thing that Kentucky's got to keep doing, and he's been doing a good job at, is getting SEC top echelon Mm -hmm. players to start coming and getting on that roster. Which is why they're beating Florida. Which is why they're (laughs) they're doing the things they're doing. Now, he keeps gaining more and more of those. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of it's the excitement. I mean, there's a lot of these kids. You hear them talk about coming to Kentucky. It's about the excitement around football at Kentucky right now. It's amazing. I ain't going to lie. I was, last game I was at, well, we went last year. But, you know, there's about a three-year gap there that we didn't go. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it is totally another world when you get inside there and you're outside walking around listening to people. Uh, and that excitement draws kids. They want to come there. Mm-hmm. And if you draw – Upper echelon SEC players, you're going to start to move to the upper echelon of the SEC. No doubt. Now, we'll say this one, and then we'll move on. Okay. He cannot continue to have his one clunker he has every year. No. No. no those, those those top seven coaches don't lose a Vanderbilt at home. No, they don't. And he, they, they don't have that game. He's got to get a top echelon quarterback, too. I think he needs to start – somebody in that program needs to start recruiting quarterbacks that are mm-hmm. legit. I mean, well, they, they got the kid from LCA. He might be it, but well, I don't know. I don't know if you can keep doing these transfer portal one and two year guys. No, and be and you, be sustained. Yeah, if you're going to move to the next level, you got to have a superstar at quarterback. Well, I think getting Cohen late in the process is kind of you're lucky you got Leary. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. Well, I think they knowing do. he's going to be there next year, you're going to get somebody a whole lot better than that. Yeah. And not to say Leary ain't good. He, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, His receivers got to help him out, like Josh mentioned. Leave the country and drop. Yeah, we got some kids that can catch the ball. Uh, Charlie, Liam Cohen, effect wins. That's true. He, he absolutely does. Differences right there. 
should we expect SEC championships? I'm not. I'm not there yet. The championship. They've never won the East. How can you expect a title? I just want to see them play for yeah. a championship. I want to see them play for the SEC championship. If Missouri can do it two years in a row, why can't Kentucky? All right. I think that's the argument, that the ultimate argument. If Missouri can do it, if South Carolina can weasel their way in there one year, why can't Kentucky? Why can't Kentucky? Well, for the investment they're putting in, it ought to happen. Yeah, it's got to start. It's got to come. It's got to come. Quick. It's got to happen. All right, that's my entire point on that. Um, that's about five minutes. That was our two minutes we talked for. Can't help. <laughs> Charlie also said he's made football more excited than basketball. Well, let's go to basketball. Here we go. <laughs> So, Kentucky and Indiana renew the rivalry series beginning December 20 of 2025. Why do UK fans ignore this as a rivalry when the Hoosiers have won two of the last three meetings, the last one being an SEC or NCAA tournament game? Why are we, like, not seeing that it's a rivalry? Ready, set, go. I don't think it is. You don't think it is? Always- it was the same reason I don't hate Duke. It's a generation thing. What? I think, it's a, like I think it's a generation it's thing. It's a generation thing for you. I've always yeah. thought it was a rivalry. Yeah. And I, kind of, I was kind of sad to see it go. I, I enjoyed I always thought it was one game you always kind of looked forward to. You knew it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, I remember that you always used to play at Freedom Hall or uh, R, the RCA Dome at the The time. RCA Dome. And they played that big four where it was yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, Notre Dame, and Indiana, and they rotated. Yeah. And I, I loved that. And they played on the same day, a doubleheader. It was really cool. Uh, and kind of a precursor to some of the uh, champions, classics, and things you see nowadays. I think it's a rivalry. Uh, Matt Jones was kind of barking that it's not. And I'm going, look, they beaten you two of the last three. And the last time they beat you was in the NCAA tournament and ended your season. How long ago? It's been a while. So is it a rivalry? I mean, you can say two of the last three, but if the last three came in the last 15 years. And I mean, he says it only matters to Indiana. Oh, that part is true. Like, you you just kind of said that. I mentioned it. You don't see it as a rivalry. If they play and he can't beat you, maybe everybody gets up in arms about it. But at one time, Indiana had a winning record against Kentucky, too, in the series. Mm-hmm. And you had Bobby Knight. You had Joe B. Hall. It was a, a dynamic where I think one time uh, Knight either, either pushed him or he did something he to pushed Joe everybody. B. He did uh, he did something physical to Joe B. Mm. And uh, really set the world on fire in the early '80s when it happened. I wish I knew it off the top of my head, but I always considered a rivalry. I'm glad to see it back. I would like to go watch a game there. They're going to play in Assembly Hall in the fourth year of that four year run. The last game by the end, Cal be gone, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> that's just that, that's my, another two minute topic. That's that's a exactly. <laughs> Two minutes because we were at four, three, two, one. There you go. Now, thank you. Next topic, baseball. You made it this far. Yeah. Attendance at the Rays playoff game was 19,704 on Tuesday. It's about the same today. The argument by the local media is the timing of the game was at 3 o'clock, and that's why attendance was down. Are you buying that? Go. No. Not that, completely. <laughs> I don't buy it at all. I don't buy that at all. I mean, if you got a playoff game, if it's at 8 in the morning, if the Reds played at 8 o'clock in the morning, that place is packed. Yep. It's because you don't have a fan base, plain and simple. Yep. I mean, that's all it is. It's because we're up here. 
But well, well, it's because all their fans are scattered. We come down there. We go to Florida for a vacation. We go to St. Pete. We go down to Clearwater. <laughs> so you're saying the Rays are, are the nation's team? Sure. They're the vacation Amer- team. America's team. Vacation team. <laughs> They're the vacation team. We all do it. I mean, I can't tell you how many friends I have that say, oh, yeah, we've done that. We go out there and watch ball game. Well, they're fun. You know, it's like they're a carnival. It's like they're an attraction, like Kings Island. <laughs> it's like they're or the bananas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they treat them like Kings Island or Dollywood. You know, I mean, yeah, let's go out there for a day, watch a ball game. Hell, you know, that's how they treat the Rays. They don't have a dedicated fan base, and I'm thinking they won 99 games. And then the announcers today, and, I, and again, for those who may not know. Byron and I are race fans because we kind of adopted them by going down there on vacation and making it a point to go watch a game, and we went together one time. It was a lot oh, yeah. of fun. So, But the announcers today were going, all these injuries they've had, all these injuries they've had. I'm thinking, yeah, and the fact you had a child pervert on your team, and they don't want to say it. They don't want to talk about it. You had Wander Franco who's dating a minor, and it's on social media, and he's been dating her for a while, and somehow they've kept it quiet. And he's making millions upon millions of dollars, and he flushed it all down the toilet over her. Okay? He'll never play baseball again. So, to which I tweeted today, wonder what could have been if the Rays had won. How long have you been holding on to that one? Uh, it was about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just reaction from watching that pitiful game today. It was really pitiful. So, I, I'm, I, just, I, I don't buy any of those excuses. Now, here we go. Mentioned the Rays had the 13-0 start, 99 wins on the season. You play a best of two out of three, okay? And they lose. So they played, they won 99 games, and it came down to a, a winner-take-all three-game series. That's I find that interesting. But that's that's the attraction that's, of the wild that's, card. That's better than a one-game wild card. It is better than a one-game wild card. Yeah. It has improved. So, with that being said, the, Red, the Reds finished two games shy of postseason play. They were 10 games over 500. They went 32 and 40 over the last 72. Finished 82 and 80. Don't you think it would have been worth a trade or two now to have gotten a pitcher? To have done something just to get a seat at the table. I mean, the Rangers floundered towards the end of the year, and they get in and beat a team that won 99 games. Okay? All they had to do was just get to the playoff. <laughs> Why didn't they do it? And you should be disappointed about it. I, I think we are. <laughs> you should be. They don't, don't, don't pander to, well, they exceeded expectations this year. Don't do that. That's a waste of time. You had a window to win, and yep. you didn't do it. It's never guaranteed. Base, baseball is one of them sports that, you know what, you can kind of predict football. Yeah. You know, basketball, you can kind mm-hmm. of project. Baseball, it, Reds won 82 games this year. They liable to win 60 next year. You never know. You, you just don't know. and it's, it's just the nature of the game. But – you had opportunities to get people at some of the deals that you've seen what they got other teams got quality pitching for got for nothing i felt like yeah uh and the whole thing was they were going to trade india well you don't want to trade i think that was the one guy you did not want to trade mm-hmm. i mean he was kind of the leader of the team and it felt like that all year and i understand you wanted to keep him but you needed to give up something somewhere to get some quality pitching josh 
I, I think it was a lot of things. I mean, it's easy to say back to look now and say, well, they should have got pitching. Their bullpen wasn't done jack in the playoffs. Their, yeah. their bullpen was, was, they was were gone. Done. They were spinning. I mean, you, you mentioned the last 72 games. How many starting pitchers went past the fourth inning in those 72 games? Not much. I mean, India got hurt in that stretch. Votto got hurt. And you can say what they want to about their production. Those two guys being in the lineup boosted that offense, mm-hmm. just their simple presence. And I, I think it was a little bit of everything. You know, I, I understand the thought process of banking on the pitchers that you had, but then Green gets hurt, Lodolo never comes back, you lose Ashcraft, and, you know, ideally those guys are healthy and you don't know what you're going to get. But I just – I think it's a lot of little things that just kind of expanded over the course of the season that it's easy now in hindsight to point at this or that, but, you know, it's, it's also – it's you know it, it nothing you no know, next year is not guaranteed i get it but at the same time it's it's not just about 2023 should they keep joey Votto? as a player no as some sort of instructor coach i would absolutely love it but he won't do You're it saying they're trying to give him the jake taylor <laughs> <laughs> yeah bench coach occasional I, I, defense I, I, occasional pinch hitter I, I mean, I just, I, I, I would, I, I think he'd be invaluable in terms of like a, the mental approach to hitting for the young guys they've got, but I don't see him doing it. Just Mm-mm. that'd be too much of a pay cut. So do they, they're not going to sign him as a, as a they're going to bring him back. They're not paying the $20 million. No, they'll, they'll, they'll buy out. Pay. They'll buy out the option. They're going to buy it out. Yeah. Is that the right thing to do? I think so. I think if, so. He, if he's going to retire. Yeah. Well, even if he isn't going to retire. I, the Reds are the ones that hold the key know, to his future. Well, and, and here's the thing. If the Reds are smart, and I think it's easy to look at the moves they've made. I mean, they've they've made more moves that have worked than haven't in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. And you look at the money that you would you would save by buying out his option, go get a starting pitcher. Yeah. Go 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 get a veteran outfielder to help with that mental approach on the at the plate. Go get a middle reliever that can because here's the thing, I thought about this the other day. When you have a, a young starting quarterback in the NFL, right, and you had a veteran backup, in between series, what's that young quarterback doing on the sideline with that veteran backup? He's looking at the, the Microsoft Surface thing, mm-hmm. right? Who are these starting pitchers going to? Yeah. Who are they talking to between starts? Right? No, nobody. Not, there's not one veteran. Not anybody with experience. Exactly. That's my point. Go get go get a veteran guy. You don't have to be your ace. Green can still be your ace. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Ashcraft, uh, Abbott. Let them be your two. This guy can be your three or four. But somebody that they that Green, Lodolo, these guys can talk to in between starts because right now they ain't got nobody like that. Yeah. There's nobody to learn from on the fly. And these are pitchers that again have thrown less than 200 innings in their career. Couple of final comments. Reese Indicott said, "I'm not a football follower, but Coach Cal is held to a higher standard and scrutinized highly because Kentucky basketball is one of the most hyped up and followed programs in the country. That's true. Uh, vital part of Big Blue, uh, Blue Bloods of college basketball. Drake has their pool parties, best <laughs> recruitment, NIL deals for players, high round draft picks. Uh, I get it. I get wow. it. I get it. I get it. I don't. But." I, 
I'm over it. I I am too. I'm done with it. I'm done with. I don't need Drake in my life. He ain't on my phone in my playlist. I sure don't need him in my basketball. Playlist. Speaking <laughs> speaking of on the phone, I've been. Our wives are trying to get us to answer a Facetime. Why? I don't know. Let's not they've been it. they've been Facetiming me. They know you'll get mad. Won't hey, you? there you go. <laughs> Your daughter's saying go Vols. I thought you were better than that. Nah, it's probably her mommy. Probably even her. Hijacked her uh, account. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, like I, oh. the NIL transfer portal, yes, but you need some elite programs to be not as elite. That's true. We've even said that about high school football. Uh, you know, teams have to come down while you're trying to come up to make that meet, and that, that works the same in college football. But uh, I think the portal is, is a big part of what could key Kentucky into a possible SEC championship game. I'm just about making the game. I'm not even talking about winning the game. Just make the game. If Missouri can make it, Kentucky can make it. Hope you enjoyed the sound. Oh, wait. Well, Greg said uh, Reds have to go get some pitching. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They've got to get some pitching. We all know that. And and my thing on the Joey Votto thing, uh, dubious way to end your career, by the way, getting yeah, ejected. Get yeah, that's yeah. what I say. Didn't get through out. Yeah, but see, I, I don't mind it. Thing. Because I, I think in his mind, if, if he's worried about the being the last game of his career, he does. He he doesn't work. He's caught up in the moment playing a game. No, if, that's if, a, that's a, the I, the thing that aggravates. And I don't say a lot about it, but <laughs> you know what? That's kind of like we've seen it. You know, uh, younger guys in high school and in their collegiate level, and they know it's their last one, so they just put on a big show and do crazy stuff. That's, mm-hmm. hey, I thought it was very pompous that, of him to do that. I didn't like it. That's yeah. no place for that. I just thought. I thought it was very pompous. To do that, knowing the situation you're in. Yeah, he should have tipped his hat and just left. Yeah, but then at the same so, time, I, I think I wrote about this over the weekend. It also showed he's got that human side. We all make these bonehead things. We all do bonehead stuff. And that's kind of why I like Votto. Well, if, 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 it, was, if it was something that was out of character for him, maybe. But This I, wasn't out of character. I think he knows a strike zone better than most umpires. Mm-hmm. Probably and, so. I mean. It was a ball. It was a ball. It was a bad call. Yeah, but think of, the mi- think of the millions of kids out there who know Johnny, or who Votto is and look up to him. And how many times have we said that, you know, you don't question umpires, blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, he, and he does it. And he walks off. Well, he, he acknowledged it. I he mean, did he, own it. At he, the he, he owned he it. Did, he, he did. He owned it. I agree. I mean, that's only so much can be said for that. But, I mean, he at least acknowledged that he yeah. you know, flipped a little bit. A lot of sports need – there's a lot of room for a lot of class in all sports. Yeah, indeed. That's going to do it for our Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight. Thank you for joining us this evening as we've talked to a lot of different topics tonight. We appreciate you guys uh, following, liking, sharing. You can also download the audio version of this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thanks to the panel tonight, Josh McKinney, Byron Hall, the coach, Jeremy Hall, and I'm Jamie Johnson. The Sound Off on Sports brought to you by the Howard Family Pharmacy, Mountain Art Center, Patriot RV, and Jaded Rain Printing and Graphics. Thank you, Will. We had a good time. Thank you for the compliment there. We appreciate it. We're going to do some football Friday night. Betsy Lane on the road at East Ridge. All the action on WMDJ Sports. Until then, have a great night, everyone.